podcast welcome back 2019 what up yeah yeah when was when was the last time we did no never mind i don't want to know <laughs> it was like it was literally right at the end of the year like before new year's but not quite yeah uh somewhere between new year's and christmas that's right that's right but we're back with a yep, sir. proper episode of the DCP. Oh, oh, you know what? Oh, for DCP shit. Well, I don't know when the last... That was me, the fool. I forgot about that. Nah, so um, last death case was what? Batman Returns? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was like October, November. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, but you know what? I did say, I did say in the last episode, you know, we'll be better about about coming coming uh, a little more regularly, yeah, than we have been. So, yeah. So here we are. We're working on it, and yes. uh, we are back with a, a new retro topic. We are uh, getting back into video games. Yeah, been a while. Yeah. But we are specifying this time. We are talking about the big rival to uh, Nintendo. Well, their their first real rival, none other than uh, the Sega Genesis. Yes, yes. And uh, I mean, let's you know what? Let's 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 go old school for real. How far back do you remember the Sega Genesis, man? Oh, I remember the day I got mine. Oh, well, I, even before that, I mean, like how how far back do you remember even knowing of the system? Oh, I remember it from the beginning. Yeah. Because it they had that crazy-ass commercial where it was Genesis does what Nintendo don't. I can do you one better. And it ties in with the last episode of uh, I Made the Fool. Remember it was in the wish book. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was crazy because, uh, well, you know, we had just gotten our NESs in, what, 87 to 88? Yeah. And then you see, and we knew about the Master System. That was kind of, it feels like the Master System hadn't been out for that long before all of a sudden you see his Genesis right there. And I thought there was kind of like uh, Atari, where 
You know, you got the 2600 and the 5200 all out at the same time. I thought it was just something kind of like that. Yeah. But uh, no, it was its uh, own thing. Um, it it uh, was released here in North America in 1988. It was the first 16-bit home system um, that came out. It was actually Sega's third console and the successor to the Master System. But the Master System didn't come out here, and neither did their first one, whatever it was. The Master System did come out here. It just didn't catch on. Did it come out here? Yeah, it came out here. Oh, I don't even remember that. I remember the commercials for it, actually. Kind of around the same time the NES was out. Or at least, you know, when I started seeing NES commercials. I actually knew somebody in my class who had one. Uh, but, you know, not many people have video games. And I know I definitely have one. I just know he said he wanted to go home so he could play his new Sega. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't remember it at all. Yeah, but I that's mean, neither. It was, bi- right, it was bigger overseas. Definitely, um, Europe. Has more fond memories of the Master System than, um, mm-hmm. you know, than the U.S. It just didn't catch on here, man. I mean, the, the Nintendo pretty much was video games, and to a lesser extent, Atari at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Nintendo was it in terms of console uh, games in America to the point where uh, you always see those memes nowadays where grandmas and and older par- parents are calling every system a Nintendo. It doesn't matter what it right. is. That's because Nintendo <laughs> was the end-all, be-all, you know, of, of systems. It was everywhere. And then I remember in in the, the gaming... Ma- well, at the time, the only real gaming magazines were like um, uh, Nintendo Power... Um, yeah, and I don't even know if it had to have been out. Was Game Pro out yet? Or, I don't know, but I know uh, VG and VG and C yeah. was out. Or maybe it, it was in comic books where I saw it, where uh, Sega started putting out these uh, ads, where you know the the first it, it would usually be a two page ad. You know, the first page would be just like a black. It was, if I'm remembering this correctly, it was all black and it had some text about, you know, something's coming or something like that. Then the next page would be just like um, either Sonic's shoes or that spin, you know, that, that, that circle that, uh, that, that Sonic has whenever he's running. And then you, you see the, the, the shoes and then like a, a dust cloud behind him. And then you turn the page again and then there's Sonic yeah. standing there, you know, coming soon. That was definitely, that was absolutely in Game Pro because I, and I remember that issue. It was, I was in fourth grade. That was uh, 91 toward the end of the year. And uh, the game was coming. And that's how, that was their advertisement down there at the, you know, in the, in the bottom of the, uh, in the footer of the magazine where it was supposed to be like he was so fast that you flipped the uh, pages and you couldn't catch him until right. you were a few pages in. But Sonic was a launch title, right? So Hell no. Sonic came out way later. Launch, did it really? Sonic was Sonic came out in 91. Oh yeah, it did. Nah, it's because that's that, and that's really when the Genesis started to catch on. See, that's where yeah. I guess that's where you're misremembering. It okay. caught on after Sonic because they didn't have a mascot once they did that. 
That's then people started right. gravitating more towards Sega. That's right. Okay. Because if I, if I remember correctly, well, I mean, if I know correctly, I think the first pack-in title for uh, the Genesis was Altered Beast. Yeah, it was. It was Altered Beast and was it Columns too? I think some some of them had Columns. Oh wait, oh, no, I'm pulling up if here. It did, I... uh, yeah, the console was also bundled with Altered Beast. Yeah. And then I remember commercials, because uh, you started talking about the Genesis does uh, commercials. Again, this is still before Sonic. So they were using like a lot of licensed characters. Like, you know, you had like the uh, Time of the Sword of Baseball and uh, Michael Jackson and Joe Montana. Yeah, right, right. And uh, Joe That's Montana right. football and all that. And I remember a lot of those commercials would be like, if you buy the Genesis, then you can mail away for a free copy of like any one of like these four games. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, they were really trying to get that thing in the homes, and it just wasn't, it just yeah. wasn't sticking. Yeah, it wasn't until they, they had an official mascot that it really kicked off. Which is crazy when you think about it, right? Because, I mean, I remember seeing the commercials, and, like, all these games look really cool. Yeah. But I got a Nintendo, I don't need Yeah, that. and that's how it was for me, because I don't... I don't... Know of anyone of my friends that actually had one? At least not right away. Nah. Um, I would say, honestly, I think even still when I was in fifth grade, which is like ninety one, ninety two, I still remember too many people having a Genesis. I mean, maybe maybe two people out of an entire class yeah. had it. Yeah, and I remember playing it. I remember my, my brother had one, but man, I don't remember because my, my brother had a Nintendo, and you know when he was home from college, he would bring it home, and you know I, I get to play that a lot until he he eventually got one for me, so I had my own. Um, and then same thing with Genesis, but by the time Genesis came out. My brother wasn't in college anymore. He was still living in D.C. And when he would come home, I think he came home once or twice and brought it. But I don't think he... Uh, I, I don't... Because I remember playing Altered Beast and Golden Axe, and that was kind of it. Those, those were the only two games I, I remember Oh, Golden playing. Axe, yeah. And then it wasn't until we went to D.C., one time because my dad was going on a business trip so uh, we went up to DC while he, he was he was in Charlotte and we we dropped him off and went up to DC and then he came up and met us or something I don't remember how it went anyway we, we got <laughs> to my brother's apartment and um, my brother had a uh, a Genesis that he he had gotten for for me, but it was the Genesis with the the Sonic back in. So you know, my first Genesis was with that. What um, was with Sonic? Yeah, and I want to say you uh, you either you called me or maybe we gone to visit you like not long after. But I remember, you know, I remember at some point you told me, guess what? 
but I got a Sega Genesis. I'm like, what? And then, yeah. you know, a lot like, a lot like the way he used to do with the Nintendo games, you know, where, uh, you know, Mark, shout out to Mark, by the way, um, where he used to kick, kick you down his hand-me-downs, you know, he did the same thing. I think you had like five or six other games. Yeah, yeah, because he, he sent me home with, because uh, we were there for maybe five days, and, you know, I had the Genesis, and then he gave me, like, Golden Axe, Altered Beast, and a couple other ones. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, that that's my real first memories of it. And other than that, I don't think I ever, again, my friends didn't really have them, so I... I only remember actually playing it once or twice when my brother had come home. And then any other exposure I had to the Genesis was like at FAO Schwartz or at, at Walt Walmart with the big, you know, the demo system that they would right. have. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I don't even think... I don't even think... Well, other than FAO Schwartz, I don't think many other places around here had the Genesis set up because they either had um, the NES or the by then the Super NES because the yeah, Genesis was real aggressive and getting those in all the uh, electronics departments, you know? Yeah, because I remember the, the FAO when it opened here in St. Louis it had um, it had the SNES uh thing because that's the only place that I had ever played Super Mario World like ever because none of my friends you know the majority of my, my friends had Super Nintendos but none of them really had, had the game or if they had it they had gotten rid of it so they you know they never played it so right. you know, FAO was the only place that I ever played Super Mario World for a long time and they Sega eventually put out um, a Sega console demo thing, and they had it there. Gotcha. Yeah. But what about you? What are your your first and earliest? I mean, I kind of already glossed over it with uh, what I was saying, you know, seeing the lineup of games in the wish book, but again, this being 88, I just got my Nintendo. Nobody had the Sega Genesis. Um, seeing the Genesis does commercials, uh, I guess in third grade. And again, nobody has it. In fact, even Blockbuster wasn't even renting Genesis games. I mean, it was a long time before they would rent anything besides Nintendo games. Yeah. Um, you know, you had to go to like cer- certain... Um, I mean, hell, we're talking about video stores. But I mean, you had to go to like some... Uh, some like the mom and pop video stores. Maybe some of them might have a few Genesis titles in there. But Blockbuster was all Nintendo. Um, which I guess is another reason why a lot of people didn't have Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm trying to think. You know, my first exposure actually playing it was it, it was yours when we came over, and we were playing Sonic and uh, Golden Axe, Alter Beast, like you were saying. Um, didn't you have a? Uh, didn't you also have Strider? Yeah, that was the other one, Strider. Yeah, yeah. I remember we were up like all night. I think my sister and brother had passed out. Me and you were just marathoning that shit yeah. until I think uh, I think your mom told us to turn it off and go to bed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as long as we could, as long as we could stay up, we were playing. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that was definitely my first exposure. Um, you know, rewind a second though. You said did you say a lot of your friends had you know, by the time uh people started upgrading, you said most of them have Super Nintendos? For the most part, from what I can remember, yeah. Because Okay, now well, oh, I, ahead, I was just because I, I don't ever remember trading Genesis games with my friends because nobody really right. had it, at least not at first. But yeah, right. Okay, and so and that was a point I was going to bring up later because I don't know if there's any real rhyme or reason to this. I know it definitely didn't have anything to do with the way you got yours or the way we ended up getting ours, but it seemed like. Okay, again, you growing up where you did, and you're in a small town, pretty much all white, besides, you know, a couple black families, including ours, or yours anyway. Um, they. It seemed like most of my black friends had Sega Genesis, and then my white friends had Super Nintendos. Really? <laughs> and I don't really. Yeah, and I don't really get. I don't really get the correlation or how they did, but it's. I'm thinking about it. The only one I could think of that. Well, you know, that's not true. But well, I'm saying, well, the majority, majority of the time, I'll say nine times out of ten, my black friend had either a Sega or he had both, if he had both. Or my white friends would have the Super Nintendo or both if they had both. But it, if they just had one, it was like I said, black folks had the Sega and white people had the Super Nintendo. And I don't, I just always wonder why that was. <laughs> that's weird. I don't know. And it's kind of, and so it's weird that you say that, you know, in your town, you know, almost everybody has Super Nintendos and you were the only one with a Sega. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is weird. I don't, you know, again, no real rhyme or reason or correlation, but I just noticed that when I was thinking about, damn, you know what? Um, There is an exception to that rule and I'll get there in a minute, but um, yeah, uh, for a long time, it was uh, just yours and then Ghost. Uh, shout out to Ghost. He he ended up getting one. The only difference was Ghost was mainly into uh, sports games. He was on the sports games early before I ever got interested. So uh, even though we had that, I would always play his Nintendo more so than his Sega because I didn't want to play John Madden football or mm-hmm. you know whatever else he had. Right. Right. Well, before we get too too far into this, can we talk about? the Sega for a second the 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 system sure. itself because you know from the beginning from Atari from uh, the Intellivision with that wood paneling on the side um <laughs> yeah Ghost had uh, that too every video game system they were always these square blocky you know shapes but then you know in comes sega with this with this genesis and it's it's got curves <laughs> you know it's it, it's it it's it is not just this square box it's got curves it's got a little speaker on the side of it um you know the the actual place where where you plug the game in it's off center but it's got this round sort of plate around it. It's got a big thing on top that says, uh, you know, 16 bit in big, let big raised letters. Yes. Uh, it, it had a headphone jack and then a headphone volume on there. I mean, just the look, look of it was so 
unique for the video game market. I mean, even the Super Nintendo, it had rounder lines, but it was still just a square box. Right, that Where, Sega looked like something that could have gone, like, with your stereo, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it it was black, you know, um, well, I, I guess the Atari was black. The Master but, System uh, itself was black too, I believe, but I'm wrong. Yeah, but, you know, the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo were both gray. They're just, you know, these gray boxes, but th- this one was black, it really stood out you know, on your console or wherever you were setting it on on the floor, you know? Right. And then I remember when I first saw it, you see it with these with these uh uh had this at the time weird controller. It was round and it, it had three buttons. You know? <laughs> but how it, comfortable was that controller though? Oh it was especially so coming off that Nintendo controller. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, doing research for this podcast, I broke out my, uh, I've got a, a MU station, uh, M- MU3 or whatever, or no, Retron 3 is what I got. Retron 3, um, yeah. It, it's, it can play Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Genesis carts. So I did some research this weekend, and I was just playing through some of my uh, Nintendo games and playing not only well I, I guess it's different for a kid cuz i i'm a adult i'm a 62 adult so that nintendo controller is really small and it's square and it just doesn't really fit in your hand well the genesis one is still small you know compared to the kind of, kind of controllers that we have now for the ps4 and the 360 but it still it sat in your hand better. It, the the there were no corners to the Genesis controller that would dig into your palms because you're holding it so right. it's kind of play. You know, and didn't have those edges on the uh, on the face buttons that made your thumb sore when you like when you played Nintendo for more than a couple hours. Yeah, the 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 D-pad had that sort of contour, so it wasn't just, you know, the stiff, the stiff T that was just, you know, digging into your palms or fingers, like you said. And it even had, like, the diagonal directional buttons. Yeah. I mean, kind of, you know, saying, because like you said, the, the, the D-pad was more like a, it was, it was more, like a raised wheel, sort of. Yeah. And you could press in on those, you know, on those, uh, on those diagonals. And I mean, depending on the game, I mean, it didn't work for everything because not all games use those directions. But I mean, you could aim in that direction, you know, with, with, with that. Yeah. And, and when you think if a game like, like Contra had had, had a controller like that, it would have been so much easier. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. I mean, just the, the, the look itself was like, this ain't Joe Mama's video game system. This is, <laughs> you know, this is um, brand new and awesome. And, you know, just seeing that as a kid, you're like, whoa, you know, what the hell is this? And then you see the graphics, which, of course, are 10 times better. Um, and, and then you even have some, some of the games having voice. I mean, it, it may not be more than like a whoa or maybe two or three sentences, maybe. 
it, mm-hmm. it, it could manage a little bit of speech. You know, uh, Altered Beast had that rise. No, wise from your grave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you it, know, we should have that at the beginning of all of our episodes. You know, seeing as they're always like three months apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did did Ben? Did the sport games have any speech? I think they did. Uh, not until, you know what, the very first one. I mean, it, well, maybe they had some grunts and some and, and things like that. And they might have had like maybe a line of speech. But the very first one that I could think of was uh, it was Joe Montana 2. Because the whole uh, sales pitch with that, the tagline, it was called Sports Talk Football. And that was the first one with a, a commentator. Even though he sounded like he sounded like a click up from Stephen Hawking, it was like a computerized voice. Oh, like, yeah. Montana, don't snap the pass. And you know, it's like it, 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 you know, but it was all. I mean, it, it hadn't been done before, so you were cool with it. Like he That's right. Yeah. And then uh, I think there was another. Another one that ran on that engine, it was called, um, because it's early Sega Sports. It's like College Football National Championship. It was the exact same thing, just reskinned for NCAA. And you had that same voice doing all that, doing all the calls. Yeah, but as time went on, and, you know, as technology does, it got better, because I know, I know, uh, when NBA Jam got ported, it had speech. It had Marv Albert, you know, he's on fire. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It definitely got better as it went along, uh, but you know, we talking about these early days. I mean, that was novel. Like you know, games just didn't talk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, but um, I mean, yeah, it it was just a unique looking machine. And yeah, sure was man. Really, really nice piece of kit. Yeah, and the the games that it had were better ports of of uh, arcade games than than uh, the Nintendo had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, just leaps and bounds. You know, there's one I'm gonna get to a little bit later specifically. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean. Because, you know, Sega, in of itself, I mean, Sega was an arcade company, you know, so porting those games home, like, you know, you had an Afterburner, which, of course, of course, you didn't have that big elaborate console like you're in the cockpit, but, I mean, it looked pretty close to what they had in the arcade. Yeah. And now, when did Super Nintendo come out? Super Nintendo came out in, uh, like, holiday 91. Okay, so Genesis had a good two-year jump off. Ish. Ish. I mean, because they were out, but no one was on it. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, even at the time, uh, although people weren't on it, I think it had, if it wasn't for the fact that Nintendo had become a household word, I think it would have had a better because it it did eventually 
beat Nintendo. It, you know, it was, well, I don't know. Was it, is it considered the better of the two consoles or not? It depends on who you ask. Um, definitely for sports games, for some reason, they ran, they would seem to run better on the Genesis, and maybe that's because they had a dedicated Sega Sports division. But even EA games seem to run better on there when EA started really doubling down with all their sports titles. So something about sports titles on the Genesis really popped. Um, I think the Super Nintendo technically, or technologically, was stronger. I know it had a stronger color palette. They had that Sony chip in there. Which is, of course, you know, you know that story, you know, how they ended up diverging and which led to the PlayStation. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know about like graphical processing power, but just for the sheer fact that it came out so much later, I'd have to almost assume that their chip was stronger. Right. But, so, I mean, yeah, it was a, I guess it was a more technically sound system than the Genesis, but, um, they just had such a had a much bigger library, and again, if you were a sports guy, you know you played Genesis. You didn't do, you didn't play them on Super Nintendo, not for real. No, huh? No. And I'm trying to think. I'm trying because you know a lot of the original Nintendo's sort of bread butter. You know, even though they have all the big titles, they got the Mario's, the Zelda's, the this and the that. Nintendo ported over. Nintendo and all of their their uh, all the other you know companies that made games and produced games for them ported over so much Japan schlock and nonsense that I don't know if Genesis really had that. I mean, I I think there may have been a few ports from uh, Japan that were just kind of out there and weird. But I think really most of the stuff was like either, I I would say, A, B, or C level games, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I kind of got lost in, in my thought and kind of kind of went random there. But um, I'm just I'm just thinking that in terms of titles, Genesis probably had it better. I mean, Nintendo had more, but Nintendo also had like weird shit that um you know, was usually never translated right, and so you didn't understand what was going on. Like, like Clash of Demon Head, that thing... <laughs> that, that is... I remember we rented that from that video store. Uh, I forgot the name of the place. That video store over in your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting there watching you play that one time, and it was a cool game, but... I know what the hell was. Yeah, that was game happening. made no sense. I I tried to watch a, a playthrough <laughs> of it a few months ago. I still don't know what exactly was going on. Oh man, remember a video I sent you? Again, we're we're kind of diverging, but you know, talking about these weird Nintendo titles. NES, by the way, we don't mean the Super Nintendo. That's that's later. But like that game called Ninja Kid, which I told you, which I was hearing on a podcast that it was really a. Um, it was really an anime that 
you know, in Japan, you know, they had the license for it, but when they ported it, they didn't they didn't convey the license over to the oh, US because yeah. well for two reasons. One, because they didn't want to pay for it, and two, because there was no no real reason to pay for it because no one in the US knew what that shit was. So they just kind of made their own game on top of it, so none of the shit really made any sense. <laughs> and we invented that from not the video store, but the grocery store. Um over there by you. Uh because they would have like maybe like eight to ten titles up there if that yeah, yeah, yeah. you brought that home one day and we were just trying to just trial and error just trying to play through it because we didn't know what the fuck was happening yeah. but if you had the context of that anime it would have would it because that game is some bizarre fucking shit it would have because they were explaining like what all this stuff was like man if we would have had that context it would have made some sense but <laughs> I remember seeing it <laughs> I remember I was trying to play that shit. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that that's just not. And again, it seemed like you got more of that on Nintendo than you did with the Genesis. It- you did again. Genesis was porting home its arcade titles, and then a lot of stuff was like for from the ground up, kind of built for seemingly for Western audiences. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure there probably were some wonky, you know, anime th- things or just Japanese games that, you know, a Western audience wouldn't understand and they ported it over anyway, just, you know, because the company got the license for two cents, you know? Right. But the thing is, I can't think of one, whereas we can come up with several examples for Nintendo right now. Yeah. So, I I mean, just in that regard, I think Genesis had a better uh, sort sort of background of titles. Yeah. Though, I I don't... Since I never owned a Super Nintendo and I never really played it, I mean, there there had to have been the same sort of thing with... uh, Nintendo, or the Super Nintendo as well, right? With just shitty ports that nobody really knew. Uh, kinda, because I remember you know, now I know what Rama 1 half is, but I remember that being a game and seeing it, like, what the fuck is that? You know? Um, and I mean, it it happened. I don't think it was as much of an issue as it was on the uh, NES, but the Super NES um, I mean, and I guess we're getting into, uh, you know, I guess we're kind of getting off topic here with that. But, you know, with the Super NES versus the Genesis, a lot of times, too, which I thought was kind of cool in that era as well, um, was that, okay, you could have the same game or the same license, but different developers would be working on that game. Mm-hmm. So... If you had both, which I eventually would, or, you know, like I actually read my friend, uh, what the hell was his name? Glenn. He had a Super Nintendo and a Sega. And he was like, like the Aladdin game. He said he got it on Super Nintendo. The second one was more popular, but he's like, no, nah, the Super Nintendo game is better because you can do all this and it. Like, oh shit, really? And that happened a lot, you know, with, even with license titles like Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin and. Uh, I think all those Disney titles because um, Aladdin because uh, Capcom was doing the uh, Sega ones I don't remember who was doing um, I don't remember who was 
doing it for uh for Sega. I don't know. Or for uh for for Nintendo, I mean. I don't, I don't know. I remember. Oh, oh no, it was Virgin. Virgin was doing them on Sega. And Capcom had them for. I don't know it. Yeah, and Capcom for, for Nintendo. Nintendo. I think. Yeah, that's what it was. yeah, because Virgin, I thought had a lot better version of the Lion King. Um, and then they they also did. I don't think that they released it on on the Super Nintendo. But for the Genesis, they had two different Beauty and the Beast games. There's one that was more for girls, and then there's oh yeah, that, that was more for the the girl one. Of course, focused on beauty. It, it was or Belle. It it was a platformer, but it was like very bright colored, and you know I don't think there was any. Maybe she was collecting books or something. I I don't know. But then there there was the more popular one, which was the Beast, where you get to play as the the Beast, and he's like fighting wolves and Gaston and all this shit. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but that game that game was kind yeah. <laughs> or like uh, here's another one, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park for the Genesis was that. I mean, that's that's the one. You know, the one for the Super Nintendo was like this top-down, oh, yeah. almost like shooter. Yeah. And then the the Genesis one, uh, it was a platformer, but you had two options. You could either be Alan Grant, or you could play as a raptor. And right. Was... And the final boss was Grant. You were trying to kill him yeah. at the end. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and that was... I mean that it it was Nintendo what well, well they still kind of are but not as much but they they really kind of sanitized a lot of their big titles um right back, we don't need to bring up the Mortal Kombat yeah but uh but I mean you know that you know how yeah, that went yeah Mortal Kombat had blue sweat instead of blood and you know they were the family friendly console and they stayed that way until what until the Wii came out or maybe the GameCube I think they tried with the GameCube because that's when they got Capcom to do the Resident and they got Evil graphics remake and, all that kind and, of stuff uh, and they kind of switched it right but even even the GameCube really couldn't shake the uh you know, shake the Nintendo yeah. family-friendly thing. In fact, I would almost say until now with the Switch, where you're getting like all this all yeah, kinds of shit on there. That's the one thing I hate about Nintendo is that they took my Bayonetta away. Ugh. So, yeah, but that's that. Well, I, that's more Sega's fault than yeah. It's enough for selling it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not off topic. Fuck you, Sega, for taking away my Bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should do a point five just about all the bad decisions and fucked up things they did to just ruin themselves as a company. But yeah, well, let's be here there. We're trying to uh, we're trying to celebrate the Genesis yeah. right now. Yeah, but um, you know, I mean, just everything about the Genesis was different, and it was such a 
welcome change because I think, again, Nintendo kind of got stagnant, and that's why it was releasing all of these stupid port, you know, Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom, and all these other little stupid jap you don't get. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I did love you that, that game. Too? <laughs> On the download, that's one of my favorite. Oh my god, was, I mean, that oh, was that my was a first deep dive. Fucking uh, role playing game experience. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've been going for a minute. We've been talking about. Uh, the system. Let's take a break because we haven't taken a break on a show in God knows how long. Um, yeah, yeah we're doing all those so bad let's take movies. A quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll start getting into the games in our favorites. All right, well, that that works, man. We'll be back to uh, Castle Pod some more. See you on the other side. Sega. Young Bobby Angles has a problem. He needs to earn the respect of his peers. So he gets Sega Genesis, the ultimate action system. And then he buys Mortal Kombat, the arcade edition, and the all-new Shinobi 3, and Marvel's X-Men. Now, things are pretty much okay. I said chocolate chip. Say it. Say it. Sega! Sega! Hey man, get portable. Get a Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. A color portable Game Gear, carrying case, and two hit games. Sonic 2, and the Majors Pro Baseball. Whoa, even save 50 bucks. The Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. You know who makes it. Coffee? Tea? Take off! Alright, and we're back. We are back. Yeah, so, uh... What was it that you wanted to talk about so so we kind of started off or you know in that last segment where we were talking about um you know it's our experience with the system mm-hmm. and i said my first exposure to it was actually playing yours and then later um ghosts um it'll be a while before i get mine that was got i should not get ours till like 90 94 mm-hmm. i want to say um and uh, I was actually saving money to get the system, and actually I was doing yard, uh, you know, collecting allowance money, and then uh, stuff. And then like a friend of my uh, father's, she had this big ass yard and wanted, you know, wanted help doing yard work, and, you know, helping her garden things like that. And she was straight paying me twenty dollars, uh, uh, you know, per visit. That's a lot so, in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? Especially for yeah. a kid of all of what twelve, you know. So, here's the thing. So, what I was wanting to do, I was wanting to buy a Sega Genesis. Well, um, like I said, Ghost had one. Um, my cousins Mike and Nick had one. Actually, they had both. They had Super Nintendo and, and Sega. Uh, I was going to get a Sega just so that, you know, at least we could share between all of us. And my granny ended up buying because, uh, you know, one or both of the, either Ghost or, you know, Mike and Nick and them, they would bring the uh sega over and hook it up in her in her basement on the tv and she said you know what i'm just gonna get one of these we just have it right here in the house like you know all right cool so she did that um 
And then, so we had that one sitting there. So I was like, well, if there's already that one, oh, no, 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 no. So she did that. But then my dad was like, because a couple times we borrow it and, you know, bring it, you know, for a couple days and we bring it back, you know, right. just so that it always be at the house. But my dad, because he had gotten into, play, he, you know, he's been a gamer. He's not so much anymore, but, you know, talk about, you know, taking it back to the arcades and pinball and, I mean, you know, uh, arcade games and Atari. Not so much the Nintendo, but he got back in with that Sega and he loved the sports games. You know, by then I was into them, so we're playing Madden and things like that. Uh, NBA Live. Or I don't think it was NBA Live yet, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. basketball games. And uh, he was like, he and he always want to play it you know so he's like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get another one so we had one at our dad's house so at that point i was like i was saving for one myself and i'm like well we've got one there we've got one at granny's you know what fuck it i'm gonna get a super nintendo then that way we'll have everything so that's how we ended up dual wielding like i was talking about back in the uh and i made the fool when i was talking about getting the uh ps4 finally oh nice so that's how i ended up getting that's how we ended up with a super nintendo eventually and then here we the Sega, so we end up having having both. Um, but before that, so again, yours. Uh, there was a, I want to say it was a summer after my uh, fifth grade, and and my mom said, you know, last day of school, she said, uh, I got a surprise for you guys when you get home. Like, okay. And uh, we got home, and it was you. You were hiding in the closet, you know. <laughs> And you came out, and they're like, oh, Jason's here, you know what I'm saying? So we were gonna, you were only supposed to stay for, like, a few days, and ended up staying for, like, almost two weeks, if you remember that. No. Oh, yeah, you did, and uh, you brought the Sega, and I remember you had a blue duffel bag that had you know, the de- the Genesis and the Power Cores and all that in there, and then just a pile of games on top of it, you know? <laughs> and so, I remember you were there for, like, you was there for, like, maybe... This is a few days. They end up staying like a few more days, and they end up being like almost two weeks, which is funny because in '95 you end up doing the same thing at your place. You know, again, last day of school, and you ended up being at our at our house. And your mom was like, "Why don't you and Joe, uh, you know, pack a bag and we can spend the night for a few days?" Like, "Oh, okay, cool." So we did, and then ended up being like almost almost a week, and then my sister came up and. Uh, Cause she was, she was gone. I think she had a sleepover with her friends on the last day of school, so she wasn't with us. But then a week later, she comes up. So we ended up being like two weeks up there. So same <laughs> thing. And we actually played a lot of Sega back then too. And actually, that's that summer, which I said was kind of the inception of Death Cakes, if you remember that, because that's when you got those Fat Albert tapes, which started us talking about all our, you know, reminiscing about old shit. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, but uh, so. Yeah, I remember that uh, that summer, you know, again, you were there for like a couple weeks. You had like Buster Douglas knockout boxing. You had uh, you had a bunch of other games. You really got a pile of games in there, man. I remember we used to just knock out for like a few hours or until that that uh, had that big ass power brick. And when that thing would start getting hot, that way that's when we turned it off for a while. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. I remember that now. Yeah, there was a lot of game. Uh, oh, you had, you had Pit Fighter. Yeah, and, and everything I had, I had from my brother. He gave me everything. <laughs> you know, all 
you know, I'll get to my games in a second, but every yeah. every game that I had for just to go off topic, every game I had for my NES, my brother gave me. Uh, except for I think one game I actually bought with, with my own money. Um, same thing for um, the Genesis. My, my brother gave me almost every game until you know I started buying my own. But you know that first probably couple years, every game I, I had came from him. So it was it was uh, Pit Fighter, um, Strider. Golden Axe. Love Strider. Um, shit. Yeah, Buster Douglas. Um, Which was not a good game, by the way, but no, just Buster graphically Douglas it looks so sucked. awesome, that Buster Douglas. <laughs> it had really good music, too. <laughs> Buster Douglas. Shit, what else? Oh, uh, what was that, that wizard game? The Immortal... Oh my god! Yeah! Hey! I still remember that time when... Uh... I think you were... not you were playing, and I was watching you. And, uh... You cast some spell on him, and this guy... Like, all his skin just fell off. Like, the, the goblin. His skin fell off, his blood everywhere. And his skeleton was just standing there. But then, like, when you walk around the level... Oh, because whenever you fought, like, it would switch to, like, this, uh... Different view. Like, this close-up view of you guys fighting... But then, after the fight was over, go back to the like the the maze screen. And since and usually when you kill the guys, they disappear. But you, you kill that guy, and his skin just melted off. Yeah. And his skeleton was standing in the corner for the for the, for the rest of the game. The immortal was weird. It, it was this. Uh, it wasn't really a role playing game. Well, I guess it kind of was, but you didn't level up and. And get new powers, but you had like this bag of of tricks, and the, and you could pick up spells and and stuff. And you had to know it was kind of like um, what's that cartoon game, um, Dragon's Lair, where you had to oh yeah, it not that. It was a cartoon and it was moving forward. You had to move around the world, but you had to know what potion or what key to use at that time. And if you use the wrong one at the wrong time, yeah, you may kill this goblin, but then you find out, oh, there's another goblin that you should have saved it for. And then you're dead. (laughs) Or, or, uh, you know, don't drink this water because there's a, a slime on the floor and you pour the water on it, slime will go away. But if you drink it to heal, heal yourself or something, then you're fucked. It was one of those... Yeah, that was a... That was, was a weird a game. ass game. And I remember it actually was on Nintendo, um, and they used to play it on Video Power You know, when they changed it to like the competition show. Really? But... Yeah, but and I never seen it other than that. But I know it couldn't have been as bloody and gory as that Sega one because you know Nintendo they probably mopped all that up. Yeah. But I remember this one time when you like, uh, 
this one kill where you like just take the wand and this guy's head explodes and just blood everywhere or I think it's like a he took a dagger and like sliced this guy from like down the middle oh yeah like from head to dick it was like <laughs> right in half and he just falls <laughs> again I don't I just remember some, so many of those kills I don't remember a lot about and, the game and the, the sound was so bad it sounded like some sound like a like a Stephen Hawking was coughing when it because you have to. <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> See now that you mentioned that it all came back. Like when you're slicing, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to find some clips. And I'm gonna put clips in the background. Well, we're... <laughs> oh, oh man! But a game where the sound wasn't bad was Strider, and one of the reasons I love that game so much was because the music was just the music was amazing. But then it it flowed like differently, like the, as you progress to the level, it changes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the, um, and the one I could think of the most was that uh, that jungle level. As it, the beat is in my head right now, that's one of the best. Um, one of the best BGMs in a game that I you know, of the time, man. That one always comes back to my head when you're talking about like Genesis games and Genesis music. But uh, but back to Pit Fighter, you know that game was surprisingly fun because the arcade version sucked. Yeah, it did. I hated that game in the arcade. It looked really cool because the digitized graphics, but that game was garbage. And it's a lot like it's a lot like um, you mentioned Contra earlier. Now, if you play Contra on one of those Konami collections, that game is a piece of shit because the, it was the arcade version. The arcade version was trash. The Nintendo, the NES Contra is what's up. Same with yeah. Pit Fighter. Genesis Pit Fighter is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I actually got Pit Fighter on my, uh, on my arcade until my Raspberry Pi crashed. But um, I had it and I just couldn't play because it it's just so bad. Yeah, you're playing it like, yeah, this ain't what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was my early exposure. Um, you know, you, uh, I guess, was the holiday season, and then again in that summer when you brought it over to our house. Um, and you do that a few times, but I just remember you were there for, like, the longest with, uh, you know, with that stay. Uh, there was... I guess, well, I kind of mentioned it already, where um, Ghost had one, and then my cousins Mike and Nick had one, and we set it up at um, at my granny's house down in her old, her, I don't even know what size television that is, probably by today's standard it's, it's small, but uh, to us it was a big screen, and it looked awesome. Um, I mean, playing games like, uh, like Road Rash, I think that's when I first played Road Rash, um, there's just a lot, of, a lot of cool shit on there. Um, and then okay so talking about the exception to the rule I was going to say uh, there was a kid okay so by 92 a lot of my friends on my block had moved away um, our neighbors actually moved probably about like maybe about 6 to 8 months before that actually both both families so like the upstairs neighbors or the you know the neighbors to our 
Uh, I guess if you're looking at the house, it'd be to your left. Both of those families moved out at the same time. I guess their leases were at the same time. But one family moved clear across town, like Spanish Lake, all the way the fuck out there. Um, the other just moved to a different part of U City. So, actually, I wouldn't see. Um, that was um in my jukebox episode. I was talking about uh, Antoine and Karan. They're the ones who put me onto it. Um, Antoine was a few years older than us, so he was in high school. I didn't need to see him ever again. Mm-hmm. Karan, I wouldn't see until I got to middle school, because um, he was a year ahead of me. So, um, in eighth grade, I would see, or in seventh grade, I would see him around. He was eighth grade. Um, but uh, at the end of the block, when his family moved in there, um, they were from probably a place not too different from yours, man. It's, I don't know, I don't know where Bland, Missouri is, but it's definitely out there in the middle out in the oh, states. Oh yeah, um, And these people, you know where that is, okay. And looking back on it now, I mean, you know, thinking about it, like those people were straight. I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say, you know, just just redneck is all hell. But I I say that just to uh, to set up the fact that I mean their their family they were also just some of the most coolest, most welcoming people ever. You know what I'm saying? They were real cool with us. Um, my friend uh, Jerry, he was the one who was uh, maybe he thinks a year behind me. Or no, he was in my sister's grade. That's what it was. So yeah, you're behind me. Um, but. You know, he invites over all the time. You know, they come over and uh, he had a Nintendo. He had, and I mean, so let me rewind for a second because again, when I say redneck, I'm talking about look. You could tell all their clothes came from like fucking Walmart and <laughs> Grandpa Pigeons and were off-brand buddies ass sneakers and shit like that. But, but you go to their house and you can tell where the clothing budget was gone because they just had all of these shit. Like really awesome television stereo. He had Nintendo with like he had like thirty games on his Nintendo. Like I didn't know anybody <laughs> who had that many games. You know what I mean? And then he was getting his Sega and started accumulating games there. We were over all the time, you know. Maybe you know sometimes on the weekend they had pizza. Like oh you want some pizza? You want to eat? You know like oh, well you know my mom was big on you. Don't be going eating over people's houses. Don't do that. But they keep insisting. So it's like you know what. They, they keep offering, you know, who am I to say no? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's really cool. We, you know, anyway. But, um, he ended up getting that Sega. He had, like, he had Sonic. He had, um, uh, oh, what the hell was it? Some game called, uh, damn it, I even forget what the game was, to be honest with you. But, um, then he had, I guess, uh, some family friends come over mm-hmm. and they're all well the kids the kids are biracial the mother was white i guess she had, they were just going through she was going through a divorce and was relocating they were actually living in kansas city um and i don't know how the hell they ended up all the way over here for like that three weeks to a month but they're basically staying there which uh very much against apartment codes to <laughs> keep that quiet <laughs> but uh they were there and as they had sega also so they brought again they brought quack shot they had, um, which is the first time I played that game. I remember seeing that in advertisements. I always wanted to play it. Um, that's the Donald Duck game. Oh, yeah. Which I always said, I don't know the Donald Duck character from like the old Disney comics or anything like that, but. Um, if he dressed kind of like uh, Indiana Jones? Kind of like Indiana Jones, right. So when we're talking about the new DuckTales show, I'm like, man, are they referencing Quackshot here? Because they got Donald Duck being like this adventurer and shit. Um. Uh... 
maybe. Could be, but they brought that. They had um, uh, a few other... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, so this is what I want to get to. So, the, um, the fa- I can't remember their last name, whatever, but there was two, there was, the oldest one was my age, it was a girl, her name was Christy, who was just the coolest, and on top of that, she was just ridiculously cute, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, uh, and she had a little brother who was, like, maybe about a year or so older than my brother. Mm-hmm. And she had a younger sister wherever they were all there um, but they had Double Dragon they had some game like the kids had this one game called it was actually a Ronald McDonald game but I was watching them play it that was actually developed by uh, Treasure who does like Gunstar Heroes and some of the other games oh yeah yeah I remember that McDonald's game yeah so that was actually a really good platformer I mean if you take Ronald McDonald and all the little you know McDonald characters out of it that would have been really I mean well I mean you know, it was an awesome platform regardless, you know what I'm saying? I was watching them play that game like, yo, this is actually pretty dope. But, uh, Double Dragon, so they were playing, uh, we were playing it, and that, I mean, I was looking at, like, Double Dragon, thinking back to, like, Double Dragon on the NES, which was, you know, completely, completely different mm-hmm. in the arcade game, you know? They couldn't port it. They didn't have the memory. They didn't have the, the graphical capabilities. They didn't even have two players in it. At least they had a two-player like head-to-head like battle mode, but they didn't have two-player co-op. You know, and it totally changed the game around. Made it more like, well, almost like, almost like games today, where it's like a beat 'em up, but it's like leveling up like an RPG, and you get abilities as it goes along. Yeah, it's completely different. But this game, this Double Dragon, it was. It was the arc. It was arc. I mean, if it wasn't arcade perfect, it was damn close. Like this is the one that there was. You know what I'm saying? So we'd be in there playing like that, playing that Double Dragon. Everybody switching, taking taking uh, turns on the controllers. You know, two on two, just playing through the game, just trying to beat it over and over again. Right. And seeing how far you could get. And I remember that. Just I remember that that whole summer with all those kids. You know what I'm saying? Just back in his room playing playing Sega Genesis you know and that's when I was like man I gotta get me one of these <laughs> yeah it, it is a more exciting system or at least it was at the time yeah yeah this is still um I think Super Nintendo was out at that point but uh Oh, the oh, the other exception is my friend, uh, Gat, you know, <laughs> which is it's funny. Um, you know, he had a Super Nintendo, and his name was Ganon. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so he's black guy. He had a Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's funny. But um, yeah, I mean, well, let, let's uh, let's talk about some of our favorite games. All right. Well, go ahead, man. I've been talking for a minute. Why don't you why don't you uh, start us off? Well, um, out of mind, and it's one of my favorite. It's I'll put two games into this first spot because it's one in the sequel. Uh, and the first one is actually the first game that I first Genesis game I actually bought with my own money, which was uh, X Men. Oh yeah, X Men. 
because I had seen the there was a Spider-Man X-Men game that had come out prior it was like oh yeah revenge or something like that. arcade's revenge yeah but it was trash it was terrible that's the one with the little tiny like almost chibi sprites yeah yeah but then this other game came out um i forget who produced it but this other game came out it was just called x-men it came right at the height of x-men fever you know uh the the fox show was in full swing uh the comic book was booming so this uh this game, you, you know, I'm so, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I got to mention this before you get into here because X Men games. I mean, there were only a couple, like you said, Spider Man, X Men. But the, remember on NES, there was a the game, the Uncanny X Men, and it was complete garbage. Oh, it was, it was like this terrible. top down. Yeah, it was. It was part. Yeah, like a part of you guys. It was. I think it was like scrolling, almost like Gauntlet. It was that kind of top down, real scrunched oh my up. Lord. I don't think they even had powers or the powers were wrong. It was it was just weird. Piece of shit. Yeah. And then there was a Wolverine game. And that was garbage too. Yeah, that one it it was better because it was a side scroller, but it wasn't great. But then I mean it was on NES. So, you know, it wasn't gonna be super spectacular. You wouldn't think, but at the same time, this is like kind of late era NES where you know, late era system games always seem to push the technology pretty well. I mean, you, it, you look at some of the other games that were coming out at the time that were really getting all the juice out of the fruit. Mm-hmm. But but not Wolverine. <laughs> I want to say it's Capcom, but I don't think Capcom had the license yet. I don't know who had it, to be honest. Yeah, but anyway, this first Genesis game, um, it was you could play a Cyclops, Wolverine, Gambit, or Nightcrawler. And the game was hard as fuck. But it had some <laughs> of the some of the funkiest music. I, I still think of some of that music. Um, but you, you could only choose from those four. The downside is that um, well, there's two downs. You there was a summoning system if you found the little icon you could summon uh, X-Man to come in and assist you in a fight like like um, if if you were there, there's one level in the Savage Land where there, there's a lot of platforms up in trees and if you got to a platform you couldn't quite jump across you could call Iceman and he'd form Ice Bridge across there or uh, there was an Archangel one and Archangel would fly back and forth across the screen shooting uh, his feather daggers at the the bad guys and take them all out and then I think Storm would would, uh, have like a tornado that would wipe out all the guys on screen and you know a couple others but that one it, it wasn't it was difficult and when it came to some of the power, Wolverine particularly, when it came to his powers, you know, he doesn't. The, the game gave you two bars: you had your health bar and then your powers bar, which is fine when, when you've got Cyclops and he's shooting lasers out of his eyes, or Gambit's throwing 
cards, okay, your your mutant power goes down. But with Wolverine, his only power that they had in this game was his claws. So when you pop his claws out, then the power meter would steadily go down and down and down, which made no sense. Um, yeah, and that... Um, I gotta correct you on that. His healing factor is in the game, but damn if you could ever effectively use it, because if you stand there and try to heal, it takes a while for that to happen, and you're just gonna start taking hits anyway. Yeah, yeah, he, he did have the healing factor, didn't he? I know but he then did also the with the claws... Yeah, but also with the claws, uh, if you use the claws too much, like with the other ones, you could just run out of mutant powers, wait for it to recharge. If you run out of mutant power with him, he goes into that berserker rage and dies. Yeah, because they... <laughs> all four um, guys had a... Like, you could hold the button down and they could do like a super move and waste like half of their half or all of their um, their mutant power bar right um, like I know uh, Cyclops would shoot like a really wide beam that could get get a bunch of guys Nightcrawler would just bounce all up and down all over the screen and then Wolverine would go into this berserker rage and <laughs> it would drain your your mutant power bar <laughs> and then if it kept going it, it it started draining your health bar and then you were fucked <laughs> you know yeah they really screwed the boots on, on him and also Gambit cause his car like I was real excited to use Gambit cause I, I liked him mm-hmm. a lot at the time and you throw the car it just kinda like hovers and kinda floats around on the screen yeah it was, it was very direct yeah yeah, that one was the the second game, which I I, I put them side by side as you know my they're, they're in my favorite game category, and it, it's total X Men bias because sure. in the nineties X Men were everything to me. So, um, but the second game was much better. Not not only were the graphics better, and they gave you a wider assortment of X Men to be, but. Um, they they figured out the powers better. Like Wolverine now, um, you could either pop his claws or unpop his claws. But if the claws are out, his health bar didn't go down. You know, his, his, his uh, mutant power bar didn't go down. Um, who else was in? the second game? Had Cyclops again. Wolverine, Nightcrawler was back. Gambit. They added Beast. Beast. Psylocke and after you beat him you could be Magneto and yeah and here's the thing about that oh go ahead no you you go ahead and finish your thought no I was just gonna say and it was it was uh, what was this it, it's X-Men 2 the Phalanx Covenant so you're you're fighting the Phalanx which is one of my favorite um, X-Men stories but yeah I, I right. mean I want I've got both games now. The actual carts, I, I tracked them down and found them. You can even go, you know, deep dive on our Instagram and see where I actually found them, and bought them. But um, I want to say Magneto was really OP in that game, but I haven't played it. I, I played the first one this past weekend, but I didn't stick the second one in there. 
but I mean, I'm pretty sure he was really overpowered. I well, okay, you'll have to uh, <clears throat> excuse me. You have to do your research and uh, get back to me on that because I remember because okay, this is before I really got. This is still back in the uh, the days of the cartoon. And I wasn't... I mean, I would just start really getting into uh, X-Men back then. Magneto was still pretty much evil. And I didn't really know the backstory on Magneto yet. And I wasn't really the... I, I wasn't the... Uh, he wasn't my alter ego yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I didn't have Magneto was right shirts back then. A lot of this stuff hadn't happened anyway. But... um, I was excited to play as him just for the simple fact that he was in the game and you know you were always he was always the final boss and everything and now you get to use him. So I remember playing it with you and I had him and you could you could float in that uh, magnetic field in that bubble. But if you just walked, he would be so fucking slow. He'd be doing like that card like that that that, that power walk. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really slow. Well, moving, he's 80 so. years old. He's a Holocaust survivor. How fast do you want him to walk? <laughs> I want him to keep up with the other characters on the screen. <laughs> but instead, I got to use my mutant power up, float in the bubble to catch up with you. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. But, uh, he. Uh, but, uh, what I was going to say real quick was, um, two things really cool about both those X Men games. Uh, one. Which stumped us for the longest. I don't remember where where you. I think it was you who found out exactly what to do. But remember that last, or uh, wasn't the last, but you know that level where you fight Mojo and you kill him, mm-hmm. and then you're sitting there waiting, and the time is ticking down. It keeps telling you reset the computer now, reset the computer. Like how the fuck do we reset the computer? And you realize you know that you actually have to physically hit reset on the Genesis. Yeah, that was one of the first games that that. I can recall ever making you do shit like that. Um, I don't know if that I was commonplace in in Japanese games, but it it just blew my mind that hitting reset on this game was actually part of the the game, and it didn't you know start your whole game over. Right. I mean that shit is crazy. Just got that was like mind blowing. Just like oh shit, this is like this is before Psycho Mantis on um, on, yeah, uh, and Metal Gear, you know? Yeah, totally, it was. So I, uh, I mean, I don't know if that was the first time, but that was the first time I remember seeing those shit like that. So like, oh, now when you do it, it's like oh, now you know, yeah, haha, got us, you know. But what I liked about the second one was that there, well I mean there was a title screen but when you start the game after the little you know, oh that's the other thing you know every every Sega Genesis game always had like a little blurb like it's like and produced they, by whatever I forget what that said yeah. and then it would go to a title screen or a Sega logo or something this one it would go from that and then right into a cold open and nope. just be a random character no it it, did, it didn't give you anything it dropped you in the game right away you didn't. That's what I'm saying. A cold. That's what I'm saying. A cold open. No, but like you in the game. You anything? No Sega logo or nothing. It just dropped in the game. You didn't get get the Sega logo until after you. Nah, nah. I didn't. I didn't mean the Sega logo. I just meant that little. Oh. That produced by whatever the fuck. I can never remember what it said. Even though it started every yeah. game like it. Yeah. It. But as soon as that happened, you get the cold open, and just a random character or whatever they decide to give you, 
you play through that, and then you get your Sega logo, and then you get the X-Men title screen. Like, yo, that was dope. Yeah, and, and then you get to choose your character after right. that. But yeah, you had to go go through pretty much a whole level before um, the game actually officially starts. Yeah, that shit was dope. I, I, I love that. Yeah. That's the only game I can think of that does that. Yeah, I, I don't really know of any either. At least not in Genesis era. I'm sure there's a PlayStation 1 that, that did it, but in Genesis era, no, there was nothing that did that. Yeah. That I can recall. But yeah, that's in... That's... Like... Those two are one in my top spot for Genesis. Then, of course, the Sonic nice. games um, are up there. Just for this... I mean, they're Sonic, so... Now, when you say the Sonic games, do you mean the whole... One through one uh, through three, cannon. and then Knuckles. See... I like one and two, especially two, but three, three is where it kind of lost me. Now, uh, Knuckles, which is actually more of three, but it was cool because you could play as either one. And then, of course, the whole lock on thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Sonic three is where I thought they start to kind of lose it. Wait, is Sonic three Sonic and Knuckles? No, no, that's Sonic and Knuckles is would be it would be it would, it would be Sonic four, except they've well, gone back and rebooted it and said that Sonic 4 is on the you know, those games yeah. that came out a few years ago. Yeah, uh, Sonic and Knuckles is more like 3.5 or something like that. Because, uh, like you said way back in, like, way back in our archives, like episode 2, it was the first DLC. Oh, yeah, it is. Because <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles is basically the first or uh, Sonic 3 all over again, but then you get to play you know, it, it seems like it's the same levels of Sonic 3 but they put it in a different order or they they change some of the puzzles on it or not puzzles well nah that's if you lock it on with Sonic 3 but Sonic and Knuckles was a different game but it ran I mean pretty much you can tell they were developed concurrently yeah because these levels are I mean they are very similar but then also and I think I mentioned this way back then too is that if you put in the level select code on Sonic 3 you would get the um, you know get the, all the levels and there's two levels you can't access like they're just there and if you try to highlight them you can't now when there was uh, one level called Sandopolis another one called Flying Battery when you play Sonic and Knuckles just like bare bones Sonic and Knuckles no lock on mm-hmm. it's playing through the actual story guess what I think the second and third levels are Sandopolis and <laughs> Flying Battery. Yeah. So they took those levels out of the game and put it in this one. Yeah. So yeah, they they were developed at the same time. But I mean, even that was a cool concept. It was. Yeah, having, having, I mean, I'm not. You know. You know, you you wouldn't see that lock on technology again until the the uh, game genie for the Genesis. <laughs> Didn't you have a Game Genie? Uh huh. Yeah, I, I had the Genesis one. I had the Game Boy one. Oh wow! But um, let's see, mother games real quick. Um, well, excuse me. The other one that I I was playing this weekend and completely sucked at 
uh, I actually sent you a picture of it. Was uh, oh, yeah. my brother had given me. It was Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Yes, sir. Countdown to Doomsday. Yeah, and this game is a hardcore RPG. This is like, like, uh, you know, the pen and paper D and well, it it was based on a uh, uh, role playing game from not from the D the D and D company TSR. I don't think it was. It was one of the back in the nineties when the tabletop games were everywhere and they made a tabletop game role playing game for everything. There was this whole subsection of of uh Buck Rogers in twenty fifth century uh role playing games. And this game was a was a you know video game version of that game. So I mean it was hard it was tougher than any RPG now, <laughs> or maybe, I'm- and you know what? And you know what's crazy about that is that I didn't even like RPGs back then. No, but I like that game, and that's probably about as hardcore like RPG, like you said, as you can get. Like, there's no bones about it. Like, it's not a hybrid. It's not a, you know, yeah, what I'm saying I'm- it's not an action RPG. It's not a nothing. This is an RPG. It's full on. Like, you know, you have to. Um- it's turn-based you know it, it, everything it's just it's it's <laughs> it's so hard to explain unless you're like a D&D person it's a lot like the you know a lot of those D&D games ended up being put on uh, PC and you know almost the same level of graphics at the time but it, it was that kind of you know, where you know these D and D modules are now turned into a video game, and all of the, those rules you can only take so and so steps, and then you have to do an action. Or if you do this action, you can't move anymore. You know, it's all those you know hardcore rules that are probably built into every role playing game that's made now. But you know, nowadays most games have moved away from that turn-based stuff it's all action rpgs you know yeah but i mean i i would say the final fantasy games are easier than this one <laughs> this one don't hold your hand for shit because i i made my team and started the game it drops you in right away and it's like okay you have to uh you're on the, this moon base and it's under attack by the bad guys. You have to go find the navigation controls to to save yourself. It doesn't give you one hint. It don't tell you where what direction to go to or nothing. <laughs> so I'm running around this small <laughs> little area and my team is slowly decimated because I have no health items. Uh, my medic, <laughs> my, my medic is weak as shit and died like right away. I had no way to heal. <laughs> I did not last. <laughs> I haven't played that game since the early nineties. And in fact, once I got my um once we got the Sega over at my dad's house, you let me borrow it for a while, so I was um Yeah I ended up beating the game at one point, but it 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't played it since then, so I mean, I probably would be just as and, bad. Yeah, and I want to say the, the game came with this really big, thick instruction book that I don't think it had maps in it, but it had, you know, a breakdown of all the different characters, you know, all their strengths and weaknesses and what what the different guns did and what the planets were and, you know, all of the combat stuff. But th- this game that I... That was like... That that instruction book, by the way, man, for people who don't... Or, or aren't grasping this, because there aren't instruction books anymore, this thing was like one of them supermarket trash yeah. novels, man. Like, it was, <laughs> it was <thick>. big. <laughs> but it had, you know, all your info in there. And, you know, I remember when I played the game originally i would reference back to it just to you know get help with whatever you know find out what's the best armor to wear on this planet and all that kind of stuff but this that game had everything you would you would uh you know you know of course fight bad guys and monsters and weird bug creatures and and then there would be space combat where you're actually flying around this ship and then oh man if you disabled the enemy ship, it would give you an option of blowing it up or boarding it. And then if you boarded it, then you'd have to go into combat while you either went to the bridge or went to the engine room. And you had to secure one of them, at least, in order to take control of the ship. And then once you got the ship, you could sell it, if I remember correctly. Yes, you could. And I was all I was big on boarding ships. And just, 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 just wrecking shop. Yeah, but that that game was awesome. Um, that game was awesome, man. Even when you, even, every time you bring it up, man, the first thing that comes to my mind is that fucking that organ grinder music. That's <laughs> that's pretty much the only song in the oh, game. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> it's really bad music, but I, but, but I love it just because it reminds me of the game. Yeah. <laughs> let me run down. There, there was another game. Um, shit, I can't think of the name of it. It was based on a uh, Japanese manga. Had a giant robot. Um, oh, Matt, Majin Z or something like that. Holy shit! That was a that was my game. <laughs> you, man. Now this is that this is this is one and I mean I'm not gonna steal your thunder here. You can talk about this all you want, but I was just gonna say that uh, on in that uh, ninety that nineteen ninety ninety five summer that I said you know we me and my brother came uh, and we're up there for like almost two weeks with you. That's when I was playing. That's I, well you might have had it before then, but that's when I remember myself actually playing it. And, Getting pretty far in it, actually, too. But, like, man, this game is awesome. Where the fuck did you find this? Because I've never heard of it. I had rented it. And then I ended up buying it. We we were in Alaska visiting my aunt. and There was a mall there that had it for, like, 15 bucks. And I bought it and brought it home. Nice. Uh, But that was, um, you know, you you were this, like, hero superhero with a sword. And then the boss level you would turn into this giant robot and you'd fight you know giant monster 
Um, let's see what else. That was almost like it was almost. It kind of reminded me of Ultraman. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of. Um, Just in terms of like you know, you're this one character and you fight and then you know, turn into this giant robot. I mean, you know, you can apply that to a lot of stuff. The Power Rangers, all that shit. Yeah. But that game, man, that was a fun game. That was an awesome game. I love that game. I wish I could find it. Um, then there was um, like some of the oh you know what what games were good is uh, a couple of cartoon games the Tick and Gargoyles both of those uh, games were good um, I never played either one of those Gargoyles I played the fuck out of I think, I think I was a week late with the rental getting it back but they had <laughs> no save that's one thing that I I liked about the Genesis games is that they had they had enough space on a cart where you could have a save game. You know, with with the Nintendo, they really weren't save. You, you'd have to write down this weird alphanumeric code. Any oh kind of my lord! But then, yeah, I've been having that conversation recently with people talking about those yeah. Nintendo games. But then they were, if it wasn't Zelda. Which mm-hmm. had that battery in it, you weren't saving a game on that no, cartridge. No, and it, it would be the same thing with, with uh, a lot of these Genesis games, too, which kind of sucked, especially that Gargoyles game, because I got really far and then I had to quit. I was like in the last level and it took me forever to get there. But, um, gee, I'm trying to think of what else. Like any of the. Um, the Spider-Man games that came after um, not the Spider-Man arcade or Spider-Man X-Men arcades vintage, but the ones that came after it, there, there was a Spider-Man game uh, Maximum Carnage that was a good one but that was more that was a side scroller beat em up kind of thing and then there was a sequel called uh, uh, Venom Separation Anxiety the I remember that, yeah. Um, I, I just remember Maximum Carnage came out. Maximum Carnage came out on both systems, and both systems had a red cart for it. The box was red, and the cart was red. Right. Um, shit, I think that's about it for my favorite ones. You know, speaking of Spider-Man, though, if you remember way back early uh, in in the system's life. There was that Spider-Man versus Kingpin game. That was actually pretty good for the time. I don't remember that one. Now that I played it, the only time I played it was, I think, you know, there was one place and I can't remember. It was one of those uh, video game stores that's come and gone. Like, um... Babbage's. Electronics. Yeah, Babbage's or, uh, or one of those. They had actually, they had a Sega demo unit in there. They had like the Terminator, not Terminator 2, uh, which more people remember, but there was there was a game just based off the Terminator, uh-huh. which wasn't very good. There was like one of the racing games, like Super Monaco, or one of those, and that Spider-Man game was in there. And um, I just remember trying to get the hang of like the swing mechanic, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. That was the only place I ever played it. Never saw it anywhere else. Yeah, I but uh, but yeah. Yeah, what are some of your favorites? 
Yeah, so you mentioned a couple of them right there with the, uh, well, Buck Rogers. You know, again, I borrowed it from you. You know, I played it whenever, you, you know, whenever you're playing sometimes or watched you play it. But then I borrowed it from you and uh, played the long, you know, for a long time. Um, one game, I will call it, this is a diamond in the rough. Okay. <clears throat> because again, Emma, Emma pops out for the weekend. Uh, we rent games from Blockbuster and usually we just rent one or two at a time and then every once in a while we get like some promos like if you rent two you get two mm-hmm. or rent three you get get one and so we'd all get all get to choose one mm-hmm. so I can't remember what I picked I know my young well youngest at the time brother Nelson he picked the jungle book which yeah of course he did um my brother Joe picked uh it was one of the WWF games, either uh, Royal Rumble or uh, or Monday Night Raw, whichever one was out at the time. Right. And my sister was just like, you know what? I'm going to pick. I'm going to get Home Alone. I just want to see it. And we're getting it for free anyway. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Home Alone actually turned out to be one of the best games. That I <laughs> one, of my best, one of my favorite games on Genesis. Uh, dude, okay, so... Oh, you're talking about a licensed game. You're talking about a movie like Home Alone. You wouldn't think, but it absolutely is. Very uh, creative stuff uh, for the time. So what you do is you would have to... uh, There's five houses on the block. There's Kevin's house. uh, There's like another mansion. There's futuristic house. And there's two others. I can't remember. And what would happen is uh, the wet bandits. You have to wait. You have to find their... You have to see where the van is or where the van is going. And that's where you know they're about to loot that house. Mm-hmm. But before they start before they start looting houses, you have to uh, pull up your you have to go to each one of those houses and blueprint it. And you can't blueprint a house if they've already started looting it, because obviously they're already there. But if you you have your blueprints, you can put up uh you know flamethrowers or put uh you know marbles or you know shit like that. You know, set 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 traps up. And, uh, you know, for each house. Now, as you're doing that now, he doesn't, when you're going around the neighborhood, he's on his sled, like going through the snow and you ram it in like garbage cans, a snowman to pick up items and uh, like things like rubber bands and, uh, bouncy balls, all kind of shit, hair dryers, which uh come in handy just a second here. So anyway, you blueprint the house, you blueprint the houses as much as you can before you start seeing that van pull up and then, uh, you follow the van. So as soon as you get in there. The bandits, they start looting the place. So there's like these little spots where they start, uh, they start, um, it's like, I mean, they're basically hitboxes, basically. And they go there and they just, you just see them start kind of working. And that, you see this meter, this is loot. If that, if that loot meter fills up before you're able to, uh, disable them, then they flood the house and it's, that house is lost. Shit. All right. So, but they have two power meters. Or they have there's a there's a pain meter, and it applies to both guys. So you injure you you know whether you're hurting one or hurting both, you're taking damage. And once that damage meter goes, they they flee. So you have the trap set up, but then you also have all these items you have. So like let's say you have a, a hair dryer, some uh, water balloons, and glue. You can cobble that together and make a uh, make make a hot glue launcher. So you fire it at them, and you can like they get stuck, and it takes you know it, it takes energy away from them. Or it's like a uh, Super Ball Launcher. There's like a you, you can make all these weapons out of just out of shit. 
and you can pick up items all throughout the house you pick up items like i said outside and you you put you put them together and you make these weapons out of them and once you've done you know what, what like i said once you uh fill up their pain meter and they flee the house and they go to another one you just follow that van so that that, that game was really cool wow. it was very ingenious ideas so i had a lot of fun with that yeah and there's a game i can't remember what it was for the life of me that was on the ds um i always meant to uh um, down, um, um, uh, you know, sail the high seas for that on my little SD card reader. But there was a game that they did that there was, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Uh, there was a game that was made that was kind of in that vein. So someone kind of, I guess someone else who liked that game like I did and decided to make another game kind of like it. <laughs> and I wish I knew what it was called, but I would recommend it because it's the closest thing you have. But like, go look on YouTube, whatever. Look up Home Alone for the Genesis. And again, this is one of those situations where if you look it up for the Super Nintendo, it's different. I think Super Nintendo is more of a platformer. Wow. Check it out. Like one of those. Yeah. But yeah, look it up on YouTube. It's awesome. Um, let's see. Oh, um, okay. I mentioned Road Rash earlier. The, I think one, my, one of my cousins had that. But Road Rash 2 was a little better. Road Rash 3 was like the pinnacle to where you get like really cool weapons, um, way better, way better graphics and just a lot cooler stuff. But the one that we had ran on the same engine. It was a uh, Skitchin, which was that behind the back racing, just like Road Rash and, you know, picking up weapons like chains and crowbars and bats and beating the shit out of other guys. Right. But then the, the hook to that game was with uh, cars that are going your direction you could you could uh, grab onto the bumpy time it so you grab the bumper and you could skitch you know hold on on your way like up toward the uh, you know try to get to try to get uh, ahead in the, in the race and what you really wanted to do was skitch on a car for a while and then slingshot like you push off from from that car you get a real good speed boost and grab onto another car and you really want to slingshot your way up to the front up to the starting line that's you know, and then all the time there's there's ramps and there's fallen signs and all this other makeshift stuff that you can do stunts off of, um, flips and twists and all kind of shit. And then again, you have your other uh, racers who are trying to beat your ass. Um, if you skitch on a car for too long, sometimes the uh, driver will pop the trunk oh, in your face and send you flying, and you can hit by other cars and all kind of shit. <laughs> you can skitch cop cars, which is faster, and you actually get money for the longer you're on a cop car. You get money bonuses, uh-huh. but if they notice you're there, then you get busted and they, they arrest you and the race is over. So that was one of my favorites. We had that. Um, another one was uh, Greatest Heavyweights, which, uh, okay, when my dad bought that system, there was a mail-in, like you mail in UPC and they send you a free game. And I don't know if, you you didn't have a choice, I don't think. They just sent you whatever they had. They, what they sent us was Greatest Heavyweights. Which was uh, it ran on the same engine as that Evander Holyfield real deal boxing, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, but this time, this is kind of like the this kind of the prototype for uh, Knockout Kings, where you had like not just Holyfield and all these made up boxers, you had, you know, you had Holyfield, you had, um, you know, Muhammad Ali, you had Floyd Patterson, Rocky Marciano, Jack Dempsey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Larry Holmes, which is a, you know, I want to say like nine to twelve, I think, 
you know, uh, Hall of Fame boxers. And so you had that, but then you also have the career mode where you fight your way up to the, you know, like Knockout Kings or Fight Night, you know. This is where this is where all that starts. And it's by Sega Sports, not EA. But uh, <clears throat> we had that. And my dad was real big on Yuizu Muhammad Ali earlier, and then he switched to Larry Holmes. And uh, that ended up being his guy. I was big on um, Floyd Patterson. And then I think in one match, I was playing against my dad with... Um, I had Rocky Marciano and I knocked him out, knocked out Holmes. And so he always wanted to rematch me. And I mean, this went on for months where I just kept beating him. And then he's like, he's coming in like, hey, set it up. And so we go in there, set up the game. And I go to pick somebody else. They try to use me. No, 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 no. Get your white boy. Get your white boy. Come on. And so we're going to play. Because <laughs> he wanted to beat him. Yeah, he wanted to. And I think eventually, I mean, it went on for months where he finally beat me. And got over the humps, and we could finally we finally switched characters, and uh, you know, and had matches other ones. But that Holmes Marciano shit went on for months with me just beating him every time, and he'd like always want to rematch me like several times a day, <laughs> you know. And that would go on. I mean, I think I talked about this last time with the, um, you know, back in the uh, early video games episode. I was talking about Madden and on NBA Live and all that stuff and whatever we be into at the time, you know, we, I mean, you know, it was epic, man. Me, me versus my dad, my brother versus my dad um, in Madden and in uh, NBA Live and just ongoing, just trash talk, bullshit. I mean, great times we had, you know, and actually my dad said that's why that's his favorite system. Like every time he talks about it, he's like, man, the favorite system we had was that Sega and he'd be talking about the sports game we played. He said, man, we'd be up, you know, hours on end just talking shit. I'm like, yeah, no, man, it was great. It was, it was great stuff. <laughs> you know, um, and then I guess, I don't know what was my favorite game, but definitely one of my top favorites was the original uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever actually played that. Oh, we had it. We had it. And uh, it... We never beat it because that game is uh is very random. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the uh, stuff, or you know, like the, the the pieces to the spaceship are never in the same level twice, or at least you know, it's always randomly generated where they are. And there's all there's up to a hundred levels in that game, you know, before you find all the all the pieces. So we, you could be on it for hours, and you I think you just get tired of it at that point. And there was no save, right. like we said, so. You really had to play the whole shit and they don't think it was passwords either it was just play the game and beat it or or don't and uh one of the reasons also why we never beat it is because we always like each each level was literally a level so you could actually fall off the edge of the earth and drop back down like to the to the previous level you have to find the elevator again to get back but yeah but you could drop all the way down like off of level one you could drop off the side of level one and it would take you to this, this hidden place, this level zero, and it's this hot tub with the hula dancers all, you know, dancing all around. There's a lemonade stand where you could refill your energy, or you could jump in the hot tub and refill your energy, and there's chicks in the hot tub. So, you know, so even though it didn't really do anything, we just be doing stupid shit in the game. Like, you know what? Uh, let's drop back down a level, let's to level zero. So, like, you. You can actually get wings and fly off the side of the screen, and if you don't line your shadow up to land 
back on land, you could literally fall like all the way down, all the way back to <laughs> back to level one. <laughs> so we do that and then drop down to level zero and jump back in the hot tub and bush in the hot tub. Huh. Uh, but yeah, that that game it was so random. It had like a like a psycho Santa Claus in it, and we're talking about voices and things like that. This is one of the early Genesis games, anyway, but there was like these super super compressed voices where they pick up money like and what they're saying is money but it sounded like hey <laughs> and then but what was cool was they'd be a wizard who could refill your life and if you give him like five he says, he says hey you got five bucks if you tell him yes or you tell him no he walks away if you tell him yes he hits you with his wand and refills all your energy and that literally starts playing hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> But and this is a whole bunch of silly, like just a lot of silly shit in that game, and we never got through it all. But a lot of time wasted. Um, we had oh oh, and then the uh, I think the crown jewel for us was on this. Well, we had this this game called Six Pack, mm-hmm. which is just six games on a um, on one cartridge, which had uh, it had Golden Axe on it, it had Super Hang On on it, it had Columns, which is God, that game is so awful. Columns was supposed to be like a rival of Tetris, but it wasn't. It was trash, man. I don't know what that game was supposed to be. Um, and I feel sorry for anyone who just had columns. Like, if you had columns that wasn't on a multi some yeah, type of multi-game uh, pack, you got ripped off. That uh, columns is on every one of them trash um, Sega quote-unquote classic consoles that come out. Columns is on there. Hey, by the way, all you Sega fanboys, you know who you are. Every Well, I guess they won't anymore because uh, Nintendo said, you know, there's a reason why they made the NES and SNES classic, you know, to buy them some time before the Switch and, you know, because they didn't have the eShop anymore, you know. But, uh, you know, every time one of them NES classic systems come out, these fucking Sega fanboys start saying, hey, yeah, but you know what? There is a, there's a, there's a Genesis system out there. No, there's not. Sega didn't make that. It's some Chinese company that emulates it really bad, uses cheap shit, and then has all these extra games on there that weren't even Sega Genesis games, so get that the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Soldier Boy, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You guys got a Soldier Games. They ain't the Sega Genesis. But anyway... So yeah, it had columns on it. It had wait, I said Golden Axe, um, Super Hang On, columns, uh, Sonic One. It had uh, Afterburner on there. No, it didn't have Afterburner. I thought there was some playing game on there. I know what you're talking about. Nah, Maybe I'm not. trying to remember what that fifth one was, but the sixth one, which I which I was getting to, was the Crown Jewel. Was uh, Streets of Rage. Oh yeah. And Streets of Rage was a Final Fight clone, but it was the one that really did it the best and really made it kind of really became its own thing and its own identity. Yeah. And the Streets of Rage 2 was actually even better, but I remember Streets of Rage won the most because we played it the most. And it's one of those games also where kind of like kind of like I was talking about with my uh, my friend and his, uh, you know, and the family friends over there. We played Double Dragon all day, trying to beat it, just passing the controller around. We did the same thing at home, you know, me, my brothers and my sister, just 
taking turns trying to get through Streets of Rage. Yeah. They're co-op. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wait, did Streets of was Streets of Rage two the one? Wait, was Streets of Rage one was was that the one with uh, Hagar and or hate? No, that's final. That's final fight. Okay. Yeah, Streets of Rage two was aping right. that, but then ended up doing a such a good job that they became their own series and became something unto themselves. But didn't they interact at some point? What wasn't their game when? Where Streets of Rage characters were in Final Fight, or Final Fight characters were in Streets of Rage? I thought it was three. I thought it was three. Nah. had one of the characters that jumped ship to the other one. Nah, I, don't, I, I never played Streets of Rage 3, so because I had a kangaroo in it, and I said, you know what? No. Oh, yeah, that's right. But did have a kangaroo, didn't it? I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it did. I said, yeah, you know what? That's enough to. No, I'm not doing that. Um, Streets of Rage. I don't think I don't think they did because Streets of Rage was a Sega property and um what Final Fight was a straight Capcom so I don't think uh I don't think they overlapped. Okay, I thought that maybe one of them now, was in a uh, fighting game or something. Yeah, um, I think all of them at this point are in Street Fighter. Are they? I know Guy and Cody are in Street Fighter. I don't know if Hagar is, but Hagar would also show up in uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters, which was a, uh, um, which is basically a wrestling game that kind of ran on the Final Fight engine. Mm. Yeah, that was a pretty cool game, and that I mean I didn't count that, even though we had that on Sega. Well, we rented it on Sega. Um, it was multi-platform, but also it, you know, it's an arcade game, so yeah, I didn't count that one. Oh, but yeah, that was a pretty cool game. I started looking up games. One of the games I forgot to mention, uh, one of the ones my brother gave to me and one of my favorite games, and you'll know why I should say the name, Shadow Dancer. I was just about to say because I just recalled what the other game was on Six Pack and it was Revenge of Shinobi. Yeah. Which is not very good, but Shadow Dancer, oh my Shadow God. Shadow Dancer shit, because you get a dog. <laughs> and you can you sick got, that dog like I gotta you know, scratch that beast man itch I get a dog don't you see Jason <laughs> every fucking time you gonna start 2019 like this alright dog I get a dog and sick that dog on people and if he gets hurt yeah you been playing you been playing any cassette tapes lately oh fuck you <laughs> Look on our Instagram, people, for that. <laughs> <laughs> Saving that for me, the fool. But yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that. I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you, but I was looking at this list of Genesis. Oh no, you go ahead. You were saying, you know, you were talking about Shadow Dancer with the dog, and yeah, I mean, that was um, just one of my favorite games, and I just forgot to mention. It was just one of the better Shinobi games, too. I never played that Shinobi 3, which I thought looked pretty cool. Yeah. But but Shadow Dancer was awesome. And the other one I mentioned already was Strider. Even though I guess technically that's arcade, too. But, I mean, I have more experience with that on Sega than, uh, than the arcade. And also, I remember there being that Nintendo version from back in, like, 88 or 89 that was just complete Terrible, shit. yeah. 
then there was that Strider 2 that I never played. Um, yeah, I, I think it didn't you completely know, change the, the style or the play style of it or something. I know it wasn't... I think so, because I remember nobody... Or, no, it. it wasn't Strider 2, because Strider 2, they just did you know, a few years ago on... Uh, on 360 and all the nah that's not that's just called Strider it's a reboot is it is it just called Strider I thought that was Strider too. yeah nah it's, it's a reboot cause it's Strider Returns that's the uh, uh sequel yeah there was a Strider 2 whatever it was called that I remember nobody liking and I never played it yeah I uh I didn't like it yeah I think um, oh 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 and one more well two more really but they're both in the same vein so I count them together um, they also ended up spinning off a cartoon series which actually was pretty cool um, but on the uh, EA engine on the Madden engine and on the NHL engine which by the way in the Madden games the uh, NHL like 93 and like all this shit those were actually pretty good games but on those engines they also made um Mutant League football and Mutant League hockey. Oh, yeah. And those were the games where, I mean, you could literally... I mean, they've been making games like this forever. Like, I remember in the arcade, there was a game called Pigskin. Yeah. Where was, you basically kill other people, you know. It was a bunch like of... Uh, animals. Yeah, it was medieval people and, like, Vikings. Right, and then there was uh, Arch Rivals, which is the two-on-two basketball game. which kind of like the early predecessor to um, NBA Jam you didn't have the crazy dunks but you could you could uh, punch people you could pants people and all kind of shit yeah. like that um, you know so there have been games like this before but Mutant League oh and uh, I had honorable mention to Bill Lambeer's uh, Basket Brawl or something like that oh, oh yeah but that game was bad uh, was it Cy- was it called Cyborg Basket Brawl it was some sort of weird thing but you're like oh Oh, 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 oh! You're, like, You're talking about cyber, cyberball. No, was that was the that was the football version, and then there was um, base wars, which is no, the baseball Bill version. No, he did. It was called yeah, yeah. Bill Lambier's combat basketball, and it was like his top-down basketball yeah. game. It looked like sh- oh, that game sucked. I think that was a Super Nintendo game. Honestly, I don't know if that was multi. Um, Either way, it sucked. But you brought up, yeah, man, um, Cyberball. I think Cyberball was on Genesis 2. It was an arcade game. And then Base Wars was on the, the NES. That was the yeah. baseball version. That was awesome. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But Mutant League, football and hockey, similar concept. You have, um, you have mutants. I mean, you're playing, you know, you have all football rules, like getting runs on the Madden engine and it runs on the NHL you know, NHL engine, but they have powers and you can fight, you know, legally you can be, I mean, you can actually dismember guys like in the middle of, in the middle of the play that to come back and rejuvenate, which is funny. Cause that's actually part of the, uh, the cartoon that spun off well as well. You know, when they get injured or dismembered on the, <laughs> on the field, you see them go to that, that hot tub with the mm-hmm. green acid, whatever, and rejuvenate in there. But, uh, you know, I need to talk about Mutant League in, in in depth on another episode, like the actual show. But yeah, there were those two versions of it. I think 
I think my uh, cousins had Mike and Nick yeah, had this hockey one. I think I rented the football. Well, fans football keep talking one. about how they need to bring it back, but they they I don't know if it's the rights thing that they can't bring it back or they just don't want to. Um, you get games that are kind of close to it, but it's not quite the same thing. It doesn't scratch the itch, right? But I don't think there's been anything recently that's sort of the same. I can't think of anything. I mean, you know, uh, it's like NFL Blitz and NBA Jam and those kind of games, but I mean, you're not actually killing people in the games. Mm-hmm. You know, those games are fun. Um, there's probably more I'm leaving out, but I mean, it's fun for me, but I guess when I say my favorite games, those are the ones that come to mind. I mean, I guess those are the ones because they're the ones that are that I'm thinking of yeah you know yeah but yeah man just a lot of good memories on that Sega Genesis I mean you know when we finally trying to, you know what actually I think I don't know what happened to our Genesis because my brother had it at his house and he pulled up uh, he still had that we still had that NBA Live 90, 96 in there and he was play, he was playing that on his television <laughs> back when he still lived at home but uh, I don't know what happened to that machine. Probably just got ended up getting thrown out because uh, I mean, you held on to it for so long. I mean, you know, when we when Funko Land and all that stuff it started to uh, come around, maybe trying to uh, sell that system. I mean, you wouldn't get much for it anyway, so we're better off just keeping it. But it probably just got tossed out. Yeah, I know mine. It was at my parents' house for the longest time, and then. finally got rid of it right when uh, the first I want to say it, it had to have been the first 360 came out I had my original Nintendo my original Genesis and then most of the games for both that I had I took all those in and put them put that down towards my 360 um Wow, I think I for everything there, I think I got like fifty bucks, maybe. Which is which is crazy now because I think if you trade it in now, you get more than that. Yeah, like retro shit is big now, man. Yeah, but like they're still working. Yeah, they were all still working because I, I was still playing it and stuff. But it, you know, it was like, well, I don't really need it, and this new three hundred and sixty is like. 500 bucks or whatever it was right I pre-ordered it before it was on sale like it, it was back when they, they were having those short shortages and you know you pre-order but then you had to wait like months and months and get a phone call oh if you can come today we'll have it give it to the person oh yeah yep so yeah I I traded in and then we did yeah, but that's the story for when and if we ever do an Xbox episode. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, all I can really uh, remember for the uh, Genesis. Yeah, but I mean that kind of does it for me. I mean, you know, again, um, when the uh, N64 came out, we got on board with that. I remember I yes, uh, what happened to my Super Nintendo? we gave that away I think we just yeah. gave that to like Toys for Tots or something 
and like I said, I think the 10th gen instead of just getting thrown away. But you know, the N64 came out. We got on board with that, and uh, I mean, you know how it went from there. Like I said, I mean, there were some games on it, like uh, like those THQ wrestling games for uh, WCW and later WWF. Um, Bobber and oh fuck, oh we gotta rewind for a second. There were some games in there which I'm, I'm glad we had the system for GoldenEye at the time, you know, shit like that. But that's when I started saving my money. It's like you know I gotta get a PlayStation because they there ain't enough on here for me. But oh I forgot, gotta rewind, gotta rewind again. Shout out to my cousins Mike and Nick, Mega Bomberman. Um, that series had been around since the NES, and I didn't I didn't like it back then, didn't pay any attention. And I remember one time they were like, hey, we got Mega Bomberman. I'm like, so? And they're like, what are you talking about? That game is fun. These battles are, you know, the battle mode on that is, is, is epic. Or, you know, I don't say they said epic back then, but whatever you would have said. And I'm like, how good is it? We went to the house and oh, I found out how good it was. I mean, uh, you know, the way you try to trap the guys in between the, uh, the barricades, try to hit them with bombs, or you try to strengthen your bombs so that the, uh, the flames would stretch further, and then as soon as you get like a riding kangaroo that you could uh, jump over, or, like jump across the board with, or hop away quicker with it. And I mean, just trying to screw each other and grief each other in that game was dope. So that's what that's why we ended up getting into Bomberman. And uh, when the Bomberman 64 came out, that was one of the first games we got because of all the fun we had with Mega Bomberman, uh, you know, with my cousins. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, thanks you guys for that, if you're listening. That shit, that game was great. Yeah, Mega Bomberman was dope. And I mean, Mega Bomberman was the same as... Well, I don't know if it's the same. Again, different developers sometimes did work on different versions for the consoles. But, you know, the Super Nintendo was called Super Bomberman. Uh, you know, 1, 2, and 3 or whatever. You know, on Genesis, because it's called Mega Drive elsewhere. It was called, uh, you know, Mega Bomberman. But yeah. Yeah, I never, I never played that. I never played it any of those Bomberman games if you didn't have a group of people to, to because back then that's that's really what it was um, if you didn't have a group of people to play with you know well we didn't have a multi-tap to do four players but you know mm-hmm. it's, it's a party game yeah so yeah that's not that's, right. not, that's not a game you play by yourself yeah but uh, I guess that's yeah, I'm trying to scroll through this list real quick. I don't see anything else jumping up. So, um, I mean, we we are just focusing on uh, the Genesis here, so we're not really going to touch on, you know, the iterations after, um, at least not on, on this episode. Right, and I was going to say, maybe we should come back, maybe we should come back on a point five or something like that and talk about some of the weird games or some of, like, the games that, you know, I mean, we mentioned a few in here, but some of the games that we played and, like, didn't like, thought there were shit. And then the fall. The fall of, of so yeah, we get into that, too. Um, yeah, we get into that. Definitely, I guess, so, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh... Oh, one, yeah, one thing... Uh, 60.5, we'll do that. Yeah, one thing I did want to touch on real quick was uh, like, their mascot problem. Because... It seemed like, oh yeah, Sonic was the dude forever, and then towards the late '90s, they kept trying to find someone new. Because for a minute they had that Victor Man, 
they they were pushing really hard to be the new i forgot about vector man because they had figured out some new new graphics thing and so vector man was kind of almost 3d light kind of rendered thing so they they wanted to push him as the new the new mascot then it was another they they kind of wanted toe jam and earl but not really but they they had the same problem that playstation had in the beginning of trying to find a mascot (laughs) you know because i sonic's popularity was starting to wane and they needed something fresh but they couldn't figure it out and you know play I, I guess we can talk about that when we get to the fall of uh of Sega but you know sure. towards the end of Genesis's Genesis Genesis's life they uh they really were trying to push to find a new mascot to be the face of, of uh, Genesis and it did not work that is true and uh, honestly and, and until Sonic they had that problem before because they had that Alex kid or whatever, and that was supposed to be their mascot. Yeah. And those games are, oh, those games suck. Yeah, um, those games are garbage. And then they started doing, like I said, started doing like the licensed characters like uh, Spider-Man and Michael Jackson and like these real life sports heroes like Reggie Jackson and yeah. Tommy Lasorda and all that. And they were. So, Joe Montana. Yeah, and then they had Spot for a minute. Um, you know the the well, Spot their mascot though. They wanted him to because they pushed that Spot game really hard. But how can that be when he's Seven Up's mascot? They, I don't, I don't know. They were going to license him to be do. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, problem, again, right. that that's for a point five for another day. Um. But yeah, that that yeah. is Sega Genesis. Yes, sir. Well, all in all, very awesome system. I mean, first one to really uh, give Nintendo a run for their money, and uh, you know the real the real console wars began because of that. So yeah, I mean, I was out of the two systems. I mean, I'm biased because it's the only one I had, but I still think Genesis is better. But you know biased I guess yeah so uh, you can find us on Instagram at nojibajabafm.com you can find our website nojibajabafm.com did I I say our Instagram was nojibajabafm.com yeah yeah, I think think you did did. (laughs) our Instagram is just nojibajabafm yes our website jabbafm.com um, we're on twitter at deathcakespod um, I'm thinking about just killing our facebook page because we're never there <laughs> uh, um, you can follow us at uh, Um we have a whole 50 followers come and make it 51 and maybe I won't <laughs> Oh man, yeah, we don't put any promotion into it, so I mean, no one really finds it anymore. But you know, hey, it is what it is. 
Um, we're also on Twitter. I am at Ilroxky. Jay, you're at jru 78 And I'm, you know, I've been away for a while, kind of been on sabbatical from it, other than retweeting the show, promoting things like that. I'm gonna start tweeting again. Yeah, I really haven't been on Twitter either, just because it's toxic. Um, yeah, but I've gone actually house cleaned. I've actually unfollowed and just blocked like a whole ton of shit on there and my feed actually is pretty awesome now so when I open it up like actually there's a lot of cool stuff in there now I just don't be talking because I just I just sure. haven't been doing it yeah maybe I need to do that too but uh that's it for tonight boys and girls alright so uh time. see ya